Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Thanks for joining me for Market View, where we will get you up to speed on all the action overnight on Wall Street and what to look out for ahead for the trading day in Asia. And so far, markets in Asia opening lower, tracking the losses on Wall Street. We've got Japanese markets underwater by 0.9%, Australian markets in the red by 0.8%, and Korean markets down 0.7%. So pretty much a reflection of the caution right now in the markets as we see Treasury yields at multi-year highs. That is as concerns about a slowdown start to emerge and re-emerge, actually. And that around concerns about strong inflation that's driving hawkish monetary policy. And if you look at what bond yields are doing, they are going up. The two-year yield jumping to their highest levels in 15 years. And this is with the Federal Reserve expected to raise its benchmark interest rate by another 75 basis points in the next FOMC meeting next month. And we are also seeing the 10-year Treasury yield at its highest levels since July 2008, its highest levels in 14 years, advancing more than 13 basis points to 4.13%. So that is knocking back equities. And we saw that playing out on Wall Street, where the Nasdaq Composite was the biggest loser, down 0.9% to 10,681. The S&P 500 down 0.7% to 3,696. And the Dow Jones Industrial Average dropping 100 points or 0.3% to 30,424. And that breaks a two-day winning streak for the three averages. And looking at what we have on the earnings front, we did get the good news coming through from Netflix in the prior session, that with Netflix adding 2.4 million new subscribers in the third quarter, reversing the slump in the first half, and Netflix investors jumping on those shares, pushing it up 13.1%. On the earnings front for Procter & Gamble, shares finished 1% higher, and that is after the consumer packaged goods company reported first quarter profit and sales above expectations as higher pricing provided a boost, but it did sound a bit more cautious about its outlook by lowering its full-year sales. And look at the earnings for United Airlines. Its stock rallied 4.9% after the airline said it expects travel to rebound and help it to weather a shaky economy in the months ahead. Tesla's stock price down 5% after missing revenue expectations. We'll unpack that shortly later in the show. And looking at some of the stocks to watch back home, Sabana Industrial REIT, that is seeing it report that occupancy has peaked at 89.1% in the third quarter. That is a level not seen since the third quarter of 2017. Sancourt Marine has secured some contracts, agreements for the engineering and conversion of two drilling vessels. Stanford, Stanford Land has reported that its excess book value and expected net gain of disposing Stanford Plaza Auckland and SPAC are $74.7 million and $50 million, respectively. So those are stocks to watch out for. And looking at some of the headlines coming through overnight, we had a few more warnings. And this includes those from Amazon co-founder, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos. Now, he is saying 
stand by for rougher times ahead. And this is in a tweet where he pretty much echoed the comments from CEO of some of the banks we've been hearing from recently, David Solomon. This is one he is talking about that the probabilities in the economy are telling you to batten down the hatches. That is according to his tweet. And quite familiar tune coming through from the JP Morgan Chase CEO, Jamie Dimon, where he says the US economy could slip into recession in the next six months. But a very mixed message coming through from other corners of the market where Bank of America CEO Brian Monihan says that the credit card data and related information that he has shows that consumer spending is holding up. So that's what we have overnight. And of course, the Tesla earnings are driving market sentiment as well. Let's check in with Danko, who's with me with some of the numbers. Hey, good morning, Ryan. So Tesla posted its record third quarter revenue, but still missed Wall Street estimates as the electric car maker led by billionaire Elon Musk delivered fewer vehicles than expected. Now, their revenue for the third quarter was at 21.45 billion US dollars, which is considered a record, but short of estimates of 21.96 billion. Tesla's sales are typically known to exceed production, but it doesn't seem to be the case for the last quarter. What are you seeing here? Is demand faltering? Yeah, it's quite interesting when you say record sales, but missing endless expectations. Despite making more money than it did before, it's not high enough for what's been priced in by the markets. And I think Tesla is one of those stocks that people really bet their future growth on. And this is where you have, I guess, that falling short. And part of the reason is supply chain issues that have just hampered its production skill and timelines. So this has seen its net income, even though doubling from nearly last year, $3.3 billion, margins are down. 27.9% is the latest for the third quarter. That is down from 30.5% a year earlier. And this being squeezed by spending on new factories as well as new battery productions. And this is something that could continue to weigh on Tesla in the coming quarters. But it is hopeful that the fourth quarter will be strong. And I think that is the message it wants investors to take away. It's trying to downplay all the problems it's facing by saying, you know, things are starting to bounce back when it comes to supply chain issues. Uh, even though raw material costs remain elevated, that could be a problem for profitability. It has been able to ride out some of the issues playing out in the logistics space. So something they are remaining optimistic about. Um, but of course, uh, quite familiar headwinds being reported by Tesla as well around the currency front where the US dollar, which has been gaining strength, is affecting the profits it's bringing back to the US, eroding some of the well, currency profits. Um, That's what's playing out. It's reporting a negative foreign exchange impact of $250 million on its earnings. Right. On that note as well, you know, investors are now saying that Tesla's prices are actually a lot cheaper than it's supposed to be. And so Elon Musk, you know, he stepped up to say that Tesla could pursue a $5 billion to $10 billion share buyback and said that some meaningful buyback was very likely next year. The company has also discussed, you know, that such a share repurchase at the board level, but they haven't really signed off on it. So how do you see this playing out for the company and would this be enough to move its share price? Yeah, the share buyback program was something that investors were really hoping for, you know, keeping their fingers crossed, but it did not come through. He only, Elon Musk, highlighted or hinted that it could be coming. So he is trying his best to wiggle his toes and just trying to give enough hope for investors. 
and maybe he could deliver it or maybe not. So he's saying he could pursue a 5 to $10 billion share buyback. That is giving some optimism to investors. And maybe if things improve, he could be able to deliver it. So that's going to be one to watch in the next quarter. Okay. And here's another funny speculation. So Musk said that Tesla's market value, which is now valued at $696 billion, could one day exceed the combined capitalization of Apple and Saudi Aramco, two of the world's most valuable companies. At the present moment, both companies are worth more than six times Tesla's capitalization at $4.4 trillion. He's known for having unrealistic expectations. Would you say that this is another case of him being overly optimistic? Well, Elon Musk is definitely a very confident man. I have to give it to him for that. (laughs) I've also learned not to write off Elon Musk because he has managed to surprise us time and again by being able to pull off a lot of um, difficult stuff. And if you look at the track record he's been able to um, do, you know, put satellites in space to create Starlink, to deliver internet, to create an EV company. And you bear in mind as well, the Tesla company really had quite a tough journey. He had a steep on the factory floors in the early years of Tesla. People wrote off the fortunes and the future of Tesla at some stage. But look where it is right now. If you were an early investor in Tesla, you would be raking it in right now. So if you talk about whether it could happen, I won't rule it out, but he has some work for him cut out. Now, both Apple and Aramco are really big, even bigger than Tesla. So he really has to sell more EVs. So Dan, you've got to help me out there. Are you going to buy a Tesla? Right. Maybe down the road. <laughs> Maybe down the road. <laughs> All right. Let's turn our attention over to another stock, something that we're all quite familiar with, International Business Machines, IBM. They reported better-than-expected sales and affirmed its cash flow forecast and assigned that demand for software, mainframe computers and hybrid cloud services remains steady. Now, their sales rose 6.5% to $14.1 billion US dollars in the third quarter. And IBM has been relatively known as a safe haven in the tech market meltdown, you know, seeing that it has only fallen 8.3% so far this year, compared with a 36% loss in the iShares expanded tech sector ETF. Look at IBM, right? We have a story that's been playing out for many quarters. It's been trying to turn the corner many times and it's been trying to transition from the legacy mainframe business towards the cloud company side of things. It does look like it is gaining more traction. Like you pointed out, better than expected sales and it's pointing to how many companies are jumping on board that part of the cloud company business and also IBM reporting that it is seeing resilience from a focus on mission critical services for companies. And it's saying that demand for IT services in the Americas and Asian markets is very robust. On the other hand, if you look at what's happening in Europe, energy price volatility and inflation could result in what they call a bit of a downturn. So this is something they are quite cautious about. And also weighing on IBM is the familiar tune of the US dollar getting stronger. So that is something they are looking at very closely and looking at how it could play out for their margins. If you look at how the currency fluctuations have played out in the third quarter, it cut third quarter revenue by 9 percentage points. And IBM says it's likely to slice full year growth by about 7 percentage points because of currency movements and the strong dollar also impacting margins uh, because of the exchange rate effects. So the company says it's going to be 
increasing prices. So if you're an IBM customer, I guess you should be trying to lock in your contracts right now. Right. We talk a lot about, you know, the rising dollar and its effects on companies. And, you know, now that IBM is as well moving this increase in prices on uh, their customers, how sustainable is this in the long run? Okay, so this is something... um, that I think a lot of companies have to grapple with, right? A slowdown around the corner and they will have to figure out where the priorities when it comes to spending will then shift to. Already in the consumer space, we've seen many of them turn away from higher margin items uh, like laptops, devices, smartphones, the likes, towards essential items. So if you look at a business space, we will need to see how that might be gravitating towards. Are we also going to see them tighten their purse strings or will they actually spend more on IT to just position themselves for the recovery? So that is something to play out in the rest of the year. That's right. Okay, so, you know, while the figures indicate steady IT spending, their CEO have even stepped up to say that given persistent pressure in the global economic environment, they expect to see some deceleration in these segments. And the stock is last traded at $122.51. Thank you so much, Ryan, for the market analysis. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.